When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates. In Alberta Injury Lawyers. The heavy hitters of injury law. Well, we have the Midsummer Classic tonight in Seattle. Oh, that'll be fun. Four Toronto Blue Jays taking part for the American League as they're taking on the National League as uh, Brendan Escott referenced on his uh, sportscast at the end of Chelsea on Chad. We have Vladdy Guerrero Jr., Bo Bichette, Whit Merrifield, and Jordan Romano, a relief pitcher who was a late replacement. Uh, Framber Valdez had a Saturday start with the Astros, so he was a no-go. Kevin Gosman was supposed to be here, but uh, he said, "You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna just uh, spend some time with my family." Thanks a lot. The uh, All Star break is uh, longer than it used to be. Remember, it used to be like okay, two days, and then we're back playing on Wednesday. Not like that anymore. They're not back until. Thursday or sorry Friday so that means tomorrow you can hear a pin drop in the sports world but Kellen Kennedy you know we'll be here we'll be here all week man because that's we will we will welcome back by the way I know you had a fun time uh with AEW and all that stuff with me we'll talk about that later okay yeah for sure all right sounds good okay Dave Campbell and for Reed Wilkins tonight tomorrow of course, we have the football game Thursday. Morley Scott, yours truly, uh, Brendan Escott, who is your esteemed host of our broadcast, along with our, our in-game analyst, Blake Dermott. Can the Elks finally break a nine-game losing streak dating back to last season and break a 19-game home losing streak at Commonwealth Stadium? They take on the Hamilton Tiger Cats, who, uh, by virtue of their win over the Ottawa Red Blacks, have left the Elks as the only CFL team without a win. You can catch that game 530. For countdown to kickoff on Thursday, 7 o'clock, the kickoff right here on 6.30. Chad, uh, so I'm here Friday, also this coming Monday. Reed will be back a week tonight uh, for his uh, regular spot here on uh, 6.30. Chad, Inside Sports. Uh, A.C. Leonard, by the way, defensive end for your Edmonton Elks, who's coming off one of the best performances from a, a defensive end in maybe 25 years. Uh he hit the injured list today for the first time on day three. So that's not good. He was listed as questionable for Thursday with a hamstring injury, limited in practice. So we'll see what happens on Thursday. We'll see if he makes the depth chart tomorrow to be released sometime mid-morning. That definitely would be a loss of significance for the Elks, who, uh, like I said, Leonard coming off of just a monster game in that loss, uh, 12-11 to the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. He had the sack trick, so three sacks, including a strip sack, and uh, had a tackle for a loss as well. And uh, 
had just the game of his life in his return uh, to the uh, his old stomping grounds at Mosaic Stadium. So we'll see if he can make the, the uh, depth chart tomorrow or whether he'll be a game-time decision. We'll see what happens. So it uh, looks like David Foucault is good to go for Thursday as uh, he was uh, a DNP on Sunday. That is, did not participate. Limited yesterday with a foot problem full participant today Aaron Grimes will not play as the uh, defensive back still working his way back from an injury and it's one game left on the six game injury list so there's no reason to put him back on and you know burn all that cap money so uh, he'll serve his final game on the sixth game and he's eligible to return a week Thursday when uh, they take on the Elks do the Winnipeg Blue Bombers okay so Let's uh, let's discuss uh, first of all the Edmonton Oilers, who uh, have a couple of unrestricted restricted free agents, rather one with arbitration rights, and right now he's going to arbitration. That's Ryan McLeod. The other is Evan Bouchard, who uh, both need contracts. And let's start with Bouchard first. What ripple effect will have will this uh, contract that was signed today? by the New York Rangers, Keandre Miller, who signed a two-year contract extension with the New York Rangers at a cap hit of $3.872 million. Had a very good year last season with the Rangers. He's 23 years old, uh, first started with the club in 2021, established career highs with nine goals and 43 points last season and if you look at Bowen Byram of the Colorado Avalanche he had a cap hit of 3.85 million dollars he signed a two-year contract worth 7.7 million dollars in uh, on July the 1st so you have some comparables here uh, with Evan Bouchard who is uh, coming off a uh, a pretty good season in his own right and after the trade of Tyson Berry to the National Predators of course part of the the trade that brought Matthias Ekholm to uh, Edmonton. Bouchard ran the power play. And honestly, you know, maybe a little bit of bumps in the beginning, but he he was very good. Uh, Eight goals, 32 assists for 40 points last season. And in the playoffs, four goals, 13 assists for 17 points. He just went off. And of course, playing on that power play is huge. Uh, But here's what uh, Hart Levine had to say about... um, the possibility or what the contract and Hart Levine runs Puckpedia. Uh, He spoke with Bob Stauffer earlier today on Oilers now here on 630 Chet from noon to two. And he spoke about the possible comparables Bouchard with Byram and Miller. Yeah, I think it plays a factor. I think, uh, you know, he's he's definitely comparable, but I hear, I've heard, I've read and heard some talks like, oh, that's going to, Bouchard now has to get paid a lot more than that. I don't, I don't see that because, I mean, yes, Byram only played half a season, so he gets a drink for that, but he had more points per game than Bouchard, and he played almost 22 minutes a night uh, overall, and, and like 19 and a half at even strength, or Bouchard was 18 and a half overall, and, and like just over 15 and a half even drink so it's still we have all these new you know fantasy stats and ways of looking at hockey but still when you look at how players get paid especially defensemen it's like typically points and minutes and we're still that's the majority of, of what drives it so I think that you know if I was looking at this as sort of a neutral uh, observer and picking his contract I would say compared to Byron he's got to be at the same or maybe even a few bucks less um, because again Byron's had more points for game 
game and played significantly more. Um, and then but Bouchard gets the benefit of playing a full season and, and really two full seasons where Byron hasn't done that. Um, yeah. I think the other one that's going to have a big impact here is Keandre Miller, which I think is just coming down the pike right now as we're talking. Keandre Miller and Bouchard are in the same ballpark when you look at line them up and Miller signed, you know, basically a couple bucks more than Byram, but Miller, so Miller had, you know, three more points than Bouchard, um, about the same five on five scoring, but again, he played 22 minutes a night and Bouchard only played 18 and a half minutes. So to me now, you take these together and I would think that Bouchard slots in a little bit below them on a two year deal. Interesting. Um, yeah. But you never know. It's still a negotiation. It's you know, it's not going to arbitration in this case. It's two people have to agree, and it's what Bouchard's willing to sign for. So maybe there's maybe they make a compelling case to get more. But again, if I'm stacking them up, but to me the the minutes, um, more minutes with kind of the same point production um, would put uh, Bouchard a few bucks below them in my mind. So it just got a little juicier, folks. It just got a little juicier for Evan Bouchard. Uh, with the contract with Keandre Miller, the cap hit at 3.872, Bowen Byram, and, the, and it was Bob that brought up uh, Byram as a comparable. And you look at it, I mean, the cap, it's almost the same. It's 3.85 for uh, Bowen Byram. So what does Evan Bouchard get? Might depend on what Ryan McLeod and the Oilers agree to. He's not going to make 7.98 like he did last year. He's going to make uh, significantly significantly more than that. And here's what Hart Levine had to say about uh, what McLeod's contract could look like. Well, I think both sides on McLeod would want a two-year deal, right? Um, I guess since they filed for arbitration, technically the Oilers could elect a two-year arbitration award, but you don't see that happen very often. I think both sides would want to get a deal done. And I think uh, with McLeod, I mean, there's a little bit more of a range, like looking at some guys. But I think that deal lives between kind of 1.8 and 2.2. And so that's the, you know, that's that's the negotiation is where that's going to be. I mean, you've got guys like um, Zed Sutherland just signed for 1.45. He's clearly above him. Um, Lazad at 1.675. I think he should be above him. And then you get a guy like Lundestrom, 1.8. You know, he scored a touch more than him. Um, and he, I, but I don't think he, his scoring levels are just not at the same level of a guy like Cody Glass or Noah Cage, um, who signed, like, you know, 2.5 and 2.625. So, you know, again, that's the, a bit of the art to it is he's kind of above this group. He's below this group. So, you know, where does that sit in? I think for the Oilers, though, there's a magic number between the two guys, and I think that's I, th- I think that's why they kind of go together. And I mean that magic number is 5.6 million. If you look right now, they've got um, like 6.38 million of total cap space. If you sign them for 5.6 million, you can fit another guy on the roster for 7.75 and have a 22-man roster. If you sign them for any more than 5.6 million combined, you're short of having a, at least initially of having a 22nd guy on the roster. That doesn't mean that's the, like that's a deal breaker. Again, you could go with 21 guys, you could go with 20 guys and increase some space and potentially if you don't have injuries later in the season, be able to add a 22-man roster. But I've heard, you know, Holland speak to you on your show before about you want to have 22 guys if you can. So interesting. And the Oilers for much of the season ran with 21 players and then Ken Holland was able to make a 22-man roster by having the Arizona Coyotes take half of uh, Nick Butestat's contract. 
And the Oilers were left with zero cap space, but it didn't matter because they had the uh, 22-man roster that uh, they were looking for. So still room for a 22-man roster. you got to think there's going to be PTOs that will be signed near training camp, late August, early September, that sort of thing. Uh, Ryan McLeod coming off a 57-game uh, season, had some injury issues, 11 goals, 12 assists, 23 points. And in the playoffs, had three – or sorry, had no goals, five assists. And uh, obviously five points. So if you prorate it, is Ryan McLeod a 15-goal, 30, 35-point player? We'll see what happens. Definitely someone that is going to be very important to this team with the depth that they have lost with Bukestad and, of course, Clem Costin, who is, uh, you know, those two are no longer with the team. Bukestad signing with Arizona and uh, Costin signing with the uh, Detroit Red Wings. So... Does this mean Bouchard might be a $4 million player? And that is that going to maybe push McLeod's contract down, which is going to have to be figured out first. But is McLeod now a $1.5 million player? Well, we'll see what happens. Interesting stuff here as uh, we sit here in close to mid-July and uh, free agency still kind of bubbling a little bit, but uh, kind of quiet. But the Keandre Miller uh, deal today, uh, two-year deal at three point. Uh, Eight seven two million is definitely comparable for uh, Evan Bouchard. We'll see uh, if this uh, this definitely does push his contract up near or at four million dollars. Uh, Edmonton Elks preparing for the Hamilton Tiger Cats. We'll talk about uh, their preparations in a moment as they uh, look for win number one of the twenty twenty three season. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. Kel and I were chatting, and then he said, you're on. <laughs> that means be quiet, Dave, and speak to you. You're on, Dave. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Stop talking to me. Talk to the people. That's what Kellen is saying, because <laughs> Kellen is a man of the people. Uh, Frank Saravalli from Daily Faceoff, great guest on uh, on Bob's show, uh, spoke about how he feels the Oilers look now after basically free agency or the first wave is done. I think they're the same. I think there's no net change. I think Brown's going to be a huge addition. I think when you look at the top nine overall, Yamamoto and Costin out just depletes your depth just a little bit. And I think for whatever reason, the Oilers kind of finally figured out the depth part of the puzzle last year. So I don't want to overstate the impact of those two guys because I think you can also find similar replacement at a less expensive price. Um, and I don't also don't want to understate the impact of Brown. So I kind of feel like it's a net, a net neutral, if not um, a slight improvement with the addition of Brown. All right, let's uh, switch gears here. Talk about the uh, Edmonton Elks who are preparing uh, for the Hamilton Tiger Cats, and it's a big game. And you know, again, last night I said it's July 11th, and we're talking about playoffs already. And maybe the Jim Mora line, the ex-Indianapolis uh, coach, uh, head coach of the, of the Colts. Playoffs? Playoffs? I just want to win a game. Well, that's what Chris Jones wants to do and the rest of the uh, Edmonton Elks. They want to win one game, and uh, they'll have their next chance on Thursday against the Tiger Cats. And you got to start thinking about 
the playoffs now. The crossover is the most realistic opportunity at the moment. I mean, perhaps they could catch Saskatchewan at some point, but the problem is, is they have three wins, you have zero. So likely not. Likely it's the crossover. Who uh, You have the Tiger Cats with one win, Red Blacks with one win, Calgary's hanging around with one win, and you have no wins. So do the math. Start winning. That's basically what the Elks need to need to do. Now, last week I thought the offense looked better even though they only scored 11 points. They lack finish, there's no question. But there are some nuances that you liked. Kevin Brown liked one aspect of the offense. That is Taylor Cornelius got on the move as he spoke with uh, Brendan Escott, and he says that really helped the run game. It opened a lot of things up. I mean, you got to be balanced uh, on both sides of the ball, run game and pass game. But the run game helped open up the sallies. The sallies helped open up the run game. So it, it was a good balance. You find that uh, each of these games, even though you're not obviously getting into the win column here, you're, you're making these steps forward. And even, you know, for you personally, you're gaining the, the chemistry with the offensive line, that sort of thing? Yeah, we, I mean, we always had a, a good chemistry. But, you know, it's starting to develop even better. But, um just got to keep moving, got to keep pounding. You got to fight for every blade of grass. So, Yeah, and the chopping wood mentality is something you guys are really having to lean into. Is it, um, you know, what's it like trying to keep that up here without necessarily seeing the results in the win column? I mean, we got guys with uh, a good men- uh, mental strength. You know, uh, we know that it's going to pop eventually. You know, things don't happen overnight. You know, God made the earth in seven days. So, you know, well, six, we rested on the seventh. But, you know, it's going to take time, but we just we gotta keep the faith keep the faith i think you hear that a lot uh this week from uh we played clips from chris jones yesterday we played clips from stephen dunbar who i think is becoming a leader on this team uh clearly the elks best receiver right now and kevin brown saying the same thing the run game got more involved last week 143 yards total uh individually maybe you want a little bit more from kevin brown but he did get the ball 15 times for 65 yards 4.3 yard average like that a little bit higher taylor cornelius got on the move as uh, kevin brown said 11 carries 58 yards 5.3 yard average it had a few sneaks in there as well shannon brooks uh, six carries 20 yards but uh, the finish, they got to score points. They got to score more touchdowns. And uh, we'll see what happens. It's a 5.30 countdown to kickoff on Thursday and 7 o'clock kickoff at Commonwealth Stadium. Elks and Ticats right here on 6.30. Chad. Well, a man who saw a lot of CFL football in nine different stadiums in 15 days will join us in a moment. Bobby DeBoe set a new Guinness Book a World Record. Most stadiums visited in the shortest amount of time. Look forward to speaking with Bobby again. It's Camlin for Wilkins on the Tuesday evening edition of 630 Chat Inside Sports.